Hello and welcome to the Dad and Sons Virtual Audio Listen-Along Socialization Experience. To get our fully featured and fully supported session here, the way it's meant to be played, please lay out a dinner spread in front of your audio device now and begin enjoying. Uh, the keyword there being enjoy because that's something that I was uh, not able to do a week ago. We are Liam Edwards, Matt Visual, and myself. I am I am back after one week ago where I had no sleep the previous evening from from editing and. And I, I felt awful. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't put on a happy face a week ago. I just I just felt like shit and miserable. And, and the suspense was killing me. It was a day before the election and an after a video. And and I had no good news. How how are you guys? That's a that's a good story to cover up. You know the story we broke last week where you were infiltrating the White House to yeah to take Donald Trump out, which you obviously have. Uh, Succeeded in. Uh, yes, yes. My master plan went off absolutely positively. What the fuck was that back there? There's stuff happening that that is going on outside <laughs> my windows. There were fireworks on on Saturday. Trump's coming for you. Ah, you, you joke, but there's some cars with like the flags and, and the banners draped over them. Oh, no. Sometimes they'll, they'll honk and... Hey. Is this the first week where I can't insult America? No, you can still yeah. find the margins of the election pretty pretty darn insulting. Matt was ready to declare it like <laughs> Matt just hours Matt. after. Matt was like Biden's I was won. ready. I, I thought, <laughs> it was I like thought two he was going to win. I thought he was going to win. You you just you just seemed so much more optimistic than everyone else. Everyone was on the edge of their seats, and and during that first night, you'd see like the needle go back and forth. I just want to say Biden was in the lead the whole time, but every now and then Trump came close. On the other hand, Matt was like, "No, guys." But he wasn't on the first day, was he? So so it was it was up to like five states that took four extra long days counting than the others. One of which was Georgia. A and um congratulations on your vote counting yeah when when those first few states were coming back in and and the needle looked like it was twice as favor as biden matt was matt was done he was ready to call it he was like gg easy guys <laughs> I, i'm you know as a guy who lived in georgia for like seven years i am happy that georgia flipped man i'm happy it may it makes me feel good that uh that you know things are getting better over there <laughs> It took three days to count up all the votes from the Atlanta area compared to the rest of the state. That's like how crazy population density is, how much more chaotic and crowded the, the paperwork is in the city versus the suburbs. It really sucks to see a confirmation for what how you view people and how you view people who vote and what they do by looking <laughs> yeah, by at the like county. different sections of the map. <laughs> You know, like most most of the time, like almost I would say 85 to 90 percent of the time, the cities are always blue outside right. the cities. Red as fuck. And that's, that's yeah. just sad. That's just sad. <laughs> it is almost like anytime I hear even a slight twang, you know, like mm -hmm. that, that twang, that American drawl, that, that twang. Yeah. I'm like, 
You're a Trump it's never in the city. You're, yeah, it's you're, never in the city. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. Ah. Well, that ends that. Yeah, those are the Americans that you're talking about. <laughs> and those are the Americans that... And, and every, everybody in the city is like, what, what are these fools on the internet talking about? Like, yeah, that, that's... that's <laughs> That's what you're talking about, because that, that's what you see. That's what we're, I guess, portrayed as over there, I guess. The whole trailer trash thing. You city slicker, you don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, ultimately, whilst not officially ended, mm-hmm. it is a positive note thus far. There was the ability to celebrate for a brief fleeting moment. I'm sure George will disagree. Oh, God. I, it, does it count as being officially ended, though, if the sitting president doesn't want to concede? If he declares a civil crimes? war? But, but, no. I haven't been catching up with the news, man. I've been working, so, like, I don't want to talk about... I guess we should talk about politics, so I gotta look it up, but I, I, I need the, lo- the download. Someone asked... Actually, huh? This is a, a a listener question that we got in the the Patreon channel one time that that we might as well knock out in this early segment here. Someone did ask what we think about Georgia potentially flipping to blue, which turned out to happen a couple days after. Fantastic, man! Yeah, for for there is that small chunk of listeners who actually a listen to this bullshit and b want to hear it get political. With regards to local, like, Georgia <laughs> perspective in particular. Yeah, man. Uh, sh- shit. <laughs> Georgia's a little racy if you go outside the city. I've always said that. I've always said this on the podcast. And you just see the redness out there. And- I've forgotten what that's like. It's been so long since, you, since, since I've been, you've been out outside there. outside the house? <laughs> yeah. Outside the house. Past- Wherever Marta goes, I, I don't go past that point. I don't, I don't know what it's like past that line. Yes, exactly. The circle, the heart, right? The, the, what is it, 285? Is that what it is? The perimeter. Whatever the hell right. you guys are talking about. <laughs> so, so there's like a, a, a highway that circles Atlanta. Okay. And outside of that circle, or it's not, it's, it, outside <laughs> of that, I guess, it looks like a heart, but it, outside of that like little circle, it's not too good. <laughs> it's not too good, man. Fayetteville's pretty nice, but yeah. There there really is two Americas, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump shown it on like a spotlight. Yeah. yeah. Pretty Oof. amazing. Yeah. I, I I love the memes, like what the one I posted on uh Discord of like uh yeah. Thanos being yeah. Trump and stuff. Like that was like one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And you see Georgia pop out, yeah. I've never seen a vote so close. Like, um, I'm usually the believer of like, yeah, like, sure, like your votes count. But I mean, it's hard to feel that way with the current voting system. But holy shit, it came down to like thousands. I, I haven't felt that way until just now. Uh, holy shit, your your votes counted. Yeah, okay, that's like... Like a couple thousand? Yeah. It's it's the weirdest, most like existentially gratifying sensation actually thinking about this. When I when I read the news and I was like, wait a second, did I do that? Well that's yeah. the thing, right? Like I never want to hear anybody ever fucking say again, I don't vote because it doesn't count. 
It so does, regardless of whether it's a landslide or it's not. Like the fact that that's, that's a new took feeling so to me is because <laughs> it was so close. It was a matter of hundred votes here or there. It was a very, very tingly, warm, special sensation that I don't know if I've ever felt before. Is the thought of oh my god that might have been me. Like, yeah. How often do you do you get that when when you read the news and it's a good reaction when you're like, oh, I was part of that news story. Good mm. for me. Not often. That's that's what participating in a democracy is like, kids. <laughs> I think you have to be positive. You have to at, the, at this moment in time. Trump can play his dumb shit card. I actually think. He's gonna be thrown out, dude. I, I think Republican, thrown out like Republicans a baby daddy will abandon him. He was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> you see, bath water. I think Republicans will abandon him, but it's not gonna be easy. Oh, I don't think. You gonna see the vice president just throwing out his clothes outside of the White House? <laughs> the fuck out Airing of here! That dirty laundry. You don't belong here anymore, Trump. <laughs> you don't love me anymore. This is my house. I pay the rent. The, the workers tossing them out the window. <laughs> Can you imagine just Melania is just like dragging him out. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. This is over, Donald. Fucking deal with it, you twat. Hopefully Biden would, won't go in there and into a like a, a COVID nest. So hopefully <laughs> everything yeah. gets wiped down. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I mean, my God. perception of it is only from, like, the news, so I don't know exactly what's happening in the White House. Obviously, you can never know exactly, but, like, it sounds pretty bad if everyone's getting sick. So, but it has been a couple e weeks. Even the, weeks. The, 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 the COVID mess that he will be inheriting goes uh, beyond that into the metaphorical territory of what sort of problems the Biden administration is going to be facing and how they're going to be blamed for it in four years when it's next election time again. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite memes out of all of this have been the Baron Trump Marvel villain memes where it's like, I saw what they did to my father. I held on to the wrath. <laughs> I will destroy America. And he just grows up to be a supervillain. I can imagine yeah, that happening. Yeah, I, yeah, that seems actually kind of pretty reasonable and realistic and, 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 and quaint of a, of a rational prediction. <laughs> there's uh, there's going to be supervillains coming after this, this incredibly, obviously incompetent buffoon villain. I'm totally Man. fine with four very boring years of of mediocre American politics again. That'd be nice. Georgia's it would Georgia's be nice. a swing state. I'm not now, gonna lie, and that's I, that's cool. I I, I want to really go back to not giving a shit. And I know that sounds bad. <laughs> I know that sounds bad. But l hear me out. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Like all right, I I do want to give a shit. Just just not all the time. There Just is too many things in the world to fucking care time about. I open yeah. Twitter. There's too many things to fucking care about in the world. And I, I feel like they, it's time to focus on something else other than politics. Like, like let's, let's, let's focus on the shit that matters in our state, you know, instead of like the president doing some bullshit every fucking, every fucking day, it seems, mm. you know? 
Let's worry about fucking world hunger or some shit. Like, you know, like let's, let's, I don't know, man. Like, that's, that's what it's been for so, for four years. It feels like it's everyone, you know? So hopefully we go back to some boring shit, you know? And, uh, yeah, that would be, and okay. we can, we can focus on like some other things, you know? Like, COVID. yeah, I, 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 I think the, that's a very shared consensus, just how absolutely exhausting <laughs> following and reading the news has been under the Trump administration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, George's, George's new status as a swing state is something that I feel is very gratifying and a long time coming because back. I thought you were referring to yourself. George's new status uh, is <laughs> I'm okay again. I I now I'm now George a is a swing. swing I, I could go either way. People, people, <laughs> people really gotta care about my opinion. George like certainly likes to swing with states. Hey. Oh man, if only. Um you can't even do that anymore after the virus. Ah, ah. So, considering America yeah. is safe once again. We can talk about video games again without feeling guilty. I wonder <laughs> if they'll like return to seeming as important and big a deal as they did before Trump. Most gamers never let go of that anyway, George. But I feel like I I, I want my reprioritization to be temporary. Like like all of the stuff that I all of a sudden care a lot more in my brain about like like labor's rights and how to navigate the healthcare system in America and people getting laid off and and overworked all the time if like if my brain will ever go back to thinking of whether or not the lore in metal gear solid is accurate as being a, <laughs> an important thing that's worth caring about those were the days. Those were the fucking I, days, I, man. That that ship might have sailed my guys. My brain may no longer May no longer I function guess. that way. I think I might have might have outgrown uh, no. caring about lore and stuff. No, but but when it comes to caring about lo lore in a year of of crisis, <laughs> <laughs> you, have you been drinking, George? <laughs> no, I just well, is it is it, it day drinking coffee? time again? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've always had a problem oh my with God. drinking, George, and you know we, I thought we no, got through this. No, I haven't. <laughs> we we never went through it in the first place. We're 15 minutes in, and I had like one slight hiccup in the middle of a fairly long, drawn-out statement that I, I I I had to keep the breath going for, and all of a sudden that means I'm a I'm a 10:30 a.m. alcoholic. You guys know we that I I drink a lot of coffee through the podcast. It's been like a historical recurring thing. With a little bit of I mean, we, come on, with a little bit of whiskey in there, we all know. Come on. We gotta develop that backstory, George. <laughs> I I don't know if okay. Here's one another thing that happened as I grew older is that um the the grizzly troubled uh, uh personality type with with an alcohol problem is not nearly as interesting in real life as they are in fiction. Mm, yeah. If if I'm developing a backstory, I uh. <laughs> Would probably want it to be something more interesting than me adding a shot of whiskey to my coffee at ten thirty in the morning before making video game videos. <laughs> I feel as as like my descent into alcoholism, thanks to Japan's very normal laws about mm. drinking yeah. and social acceptance. The more I realize, 
it's not that great. <laughs> to be I... Yeah. Yo, yo. Drinking yeah. is awesome when there's an event around it. Y you know, but like consistent drinking multiple times through the week, which I do do. I would be a hypocrite to say otherwise. Yeah. My stomach sometimes gets old. Too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing. I, my my stomach old. has never never been good at alcohol handling. Yeah, I, 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 what I do is I, I just don't drink because I'm, I'm usually like staying strict with some, some bullshit diet. And then like when like Thanksgiving or Halloween comes, I just fucking go ham. Fucking go ham on that shit. HK, <sighs> Survivor, Beer Pong, like just, just, just act like a kid and, <laughs> and just have some fun. Yeah, Pong. dude. Like, and then. I you know that that I feel terrible in the morning, but other than that, like I try to stay down a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm just like pinky sipping in the background with a with a girly cocktail. I'm oh, the, the last bad hangover. Yeah. The last bad hangover I ever had in my life was with Liam, and and that was like four <laughs> or five years ago. And in, in the McDonald's. And you know what makes me really sad about that, although the memory of it is hilarious, is the fact that I've had hundreds of hangovers since then, and I don't know how to feel about do that. Do you get used to it eventually? <laughs> but you never do. Like, for posterity, I tend to just go out on a Friday night, end of the week, <laughs> celebrate with the colleagues. Just for the record. Have some fun. Yeah, just for just the record. For posterity. But that means that... Uh, that sometimes Saturdays tend to become a bit of a wipeout. Yeah. But it's not happened so often recently because I've been pretty good about what I drink. However, last week I did start drinking whiskey on top of drinking some craft beers and also then taking some shots Ooh. and things sprouted a little out of control. And I woke up on Saturday. I, I ordered a McDonald's breakfast to my bed. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, gonna I'm going to get up, answer the door, get that freaking sandwich i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna have a, a great morning and i felt fine when i ordered it and then as soon as i stepped out of my yep. bed yep it was like yep. fountain a, a, the no not even that just a bus had hit me oh shit like like i fucking railroaded through me I couldn't even eat my sandwich. I was so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to lay here for eternity. Don't you have an ongoing medical issue as well? Like, how how many famous last words are we hearing on this podcast from uh, 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 you having these hungover drunk episodes while also having a an intestinal her no what was it an umbilical hernia an umbilical oh, hernia oh i know you hit 30 and you just can't cope and everything falls apart and then you end up doing stupid stuff like buying next-gen consoles to please yourself and <laughs> there we go the same. there's no, there's the same when you were a George. child Oh my oh, god, man. that was the most George thing you have ever said, Liam. Holy <laughs> ride. Take, <laughs> take <laughs> us down down these tracks, Captain. I'm going to put people into the future because I just want to take the measure of the man that when we talk about next generation consoles, this is the kind of thing George writes. 
which is the headline in our doc- <laughs> in our document that is PlayStation and Five and Xbox Series X reviews are in. Period. No big negatives, comma. But share similar complaints <laughs> and phrases <laughs> on both platforms. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's almost like he's disappointed people aren't pissed off at the fact that they're not bad. <laughs> That would be a little more interesting dimensions to the two sides of the conversation. <laughs> no big negatives. No, no big, big negatives. <laughs> no, no, it's, they're they aren't they aren't big this time. They're just they're uh, I'm, I'm, they're like not. I'm glad. Yeah. The, I saw the, the, the yeah exactly right. I saw the, exactly. I saw the, like the the perfect video of um um you touching the the Xbox, Liam. <laughs> Uh, and you giving like a nice little smirky smile so at the end. That, that was a beautiful. It's so small. I didn't know it was so small. <laughs> so I mean, should we just jump right into it and get I, over I, my alcoholism, George's yeah, depression, and yeah. Matt's just I, lust for boring life again? I, uh, yes, I, I do have a bit, a bit of lust for boring life. <laughs> Playing games. <laughs> I I just wanna wanna preface by saying i've i've read a, a couple reviews for for both consoles and what i mean by no big negatives and and similar complaints and praises on both platforms is that there is a a striking parody between the two this time the reviews mm. for both machines like how powerful next gen amazing graphics hardware but there's not a lot of great games that use them across both platforms across both platforms the reviewers like um ssd enabled quick resume features and across both platforms they also uh kind of sort of are are wishy-washy about how you need a fancy 4k hdr high frame rate tv to be able to see all the differences but also uh, across both platforms, they kind of like how the the price to hardware budget isn't too offensive this time, and they're like yeah. easy to play so, and, and snappy <laughs> and responsive. I mean, okay, well, I guess we can jump right into it. Get the you know the general. Ever, I think at this point, everybody who is that interested understands the general consensus about both con- consoles from you know reviewers and outlets at the moment and the hundreds and thousands of videos they're making about every different aspect of it which is exciting you know console launches don't come around that often with the last generation we saw more than usual because we had the pros and the the, the up upgraded versions mm. to 4k and stuff like that but it's funny when you start looking at the like some of the videos that compare even the pro 4k stuff and the frame rates and stuff you start to see the noticeable quality of life improvements that these consoles bring that while overall we're not seeing we're probably seeing the smallest next gen increment i think possibly graphically i mean ps3 to ps4 i don't know how strong that was to be honest. Yeah. Um, but when you look at old PS3 games now compared to the later PS4 games, The Last of Us 2 or whatever, Spider-Man, um, it's a pretty significant difference. But then right now, there really isn't anything um, aside from PS5 and possibly Demon Souls, but we have yet to see much of that considering it's not been reviewed. Yeah, It reminds me of the first year of having a PlayStation 2. 
And there was nothing cool to play until MGS2 and GTA 3 started coming out. A hey, good didn't Gran year. Turismo launch with the console? I thought Gran Turismo launched with the console. Well, I'm sure that other kids thought Gran Turismo was the bee's knees. <laughs> but but I remember for me, like like I didn't get that that next gen feel until seeing like individually ringered ringered fingers. And Metal Gear Solid 2 and uh, being able to get outside of the car and walk around in GTA 3. And that was a good year and a half, a year and some change after launch. I mean, it's exciting, right? Like, all new shiny things are always exciting. And this is uh, my third console launch, personally, of, like, when I bought it on day one. PS4, Switch, now Xbox. Today, as we are recording this, it is technically November 10th. It, well, it's 11th now for me, past midnight, but also November 10th. Figuratively, November 10th, yep. too. It's the Xbox Series X and S launch date. Um, <laughs> and my Xbox Series X did arrive today. It took a little longer than Whoa. I was hoping. I was hoping it would arrive in the morning, but the Amazon man had uh, better ideas of what time he'd like to arrive. To yeah, arrive Amazon man. Just as my lunchtime was ending. Um, so I had to wait a while to set most of it up and then I set it up. Uh, so first general impressions, cause obviously I'm only probably as I, George asked me prior to recording, I, I've only played games on it for maybe about five hours or so, so far I've been dicking around with it. Obviously it's all in one day. So everything's first impressions so far. Um, first off impressions of getting it in the box is it's a sleek fucking package. Yeah. Like it. The box it comes in is so easy to open. You know, instead of like tearing tabs open at the cardboard, the box literally just flips open nice and easy. And then it's right there in the middle in a black wrapping (laughs) with a nice little presentation over it. It looks super inviting. It's super easy to get out. It's awesome. And it's fucking heavy. Like, I was so surprised when the guy handed me the Amazon box. I was like, what the is this the Xbox really? Because you you see it, and although it is chunky, it is quite sizably small, yeah. like yeah. compared to what we've seen with the PS5, right? But it is it is a heavy unit. Like there is some serious metal and some some vape chambers in there <laughs> to cool it down. You you um, you really need a Liam for scale because the the, the close up mm. pictures of this thing just on like a white featureless surface make it look like a big monolithic behemoth yeah. and it doesn't look like that at all. It looks like you're holding a little speaker. Yeah. And it is it is seriously much nicer in person than it is in photos. Like that black that that kind of a boring black finish to it and everything while warning is a fingerprint magnet and is really frustrating. <laughs> um, the actual box itself, when you see it is super sleek. It really is. And looks like a nice piece of hardware. It feels really weighty. The finish to it doesn't feel cheap. There's no like cheap plastic on it that we've had from other consoles. I think to buy like the glossy Xbox 360 and Xbox One tackiness of the past and even like the original PS4 where we had, you know, the original PS4 had the the plastic glossy bit on the top of it that also sucked. This is completely all matte. Oh, it's all matte. It's all matte around it matte black i i just like that the two choices are sucky or matte 
Choose your fighter. <laughs> I guess it's not a bad place to be. Um, yeah, and it, it's all matte black, and the finish is really good. And even though I have to put it on my side on the sides to get it into my like TV stand unit, I I wanted to put it vertically, but I had to put it sideways. I actually really like it sitting there. It looks like inconspicuous it just sits there and becomes a part of the decor that compared to like if you think about the switch with its colorful controllers on the side or of course the ps5 which is dawning gunners which is like a blasting white light in your face and is obviously a monolithic beast whilst it's heavy and stuff like that it actually is really nice and like such a sleek little unit I really was surprised because I was kind of getting a bit down on it. Why? Then it arrived and I was like, just because people are saying it's boring and, you know, it's just black. But I, I don't think you get, you don't get it. No, boring and black. Fuck, this is not going no, well. No, it's not. Matt. And wow, Matt, boring and black. Yeah. That's what the Xbox is. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, does oh it, doesn't it actually matter... Uh, get it? Because no, because no. Is let me, so let me. While while they may think, <laughs> while they may think Matt is boring and black, or it's b- Matt black and boring. Oh boy! When you see them in person, it's a sleek, sexy little machine. Yes, it's chunk chunky boy a little bit, but it's it's uh but it's really nice. Does doesn't it anyway? Matter that is like the general plug it in and play and. So then, yeah, exactly, right? So you then generally you open it up and you, you set it all up and get it with the, the HDMI and stuff. And the HDMI it comes with is a 2.1, but my TV doesn't go to 120 hertz, but it is 4K, so that's pretty good. The the new Xbox is like like those uh, uh, arcade cabinets when you go um, to a friend's house or uh, an arcade where they just have all the video games on an emulator like that's that's how i think about the xbox because literally you can play anything so what have you installed so okay yeah so let's get into it so the first experience of turning it on actually if you got it tells you to download the xbox app on your phone if you can and once you do that oh boy setup is super simple no it honestly it's not too proprietary it actually seems like quite a useful app and it takes your wi-fi from your phone and automatically gives it to your, mm. gives the setup to your Xbox, so you don't have to faff around and that kind of stuff. It, if you've already signed into like a Hotmail account or something, or a Microsoft Outlook account or something on your phone, it immediately sets that up on your Xbox as well, so you don't have to do it with a controller and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh yeah, that's better. So the setup was really was really nice. One thing I will say: the controller very quickly. Controller is really nice. It's really nice. I don't think it's revolutionary. It's a don't fix what ain't broken, but I definitely think it's better than the Xbox One controller and its feel. It's got a lot of textured grip around it um, that feels really nice. The size is a little smaller than the Xbox One controller, I think, or at least it's a little more curved towards the triggers, which sits a lot better in my hands. And everything feels a lot nicer, and it's a bit more weighty. Um, So I do really like the controller, but it's nothing out-of-the-box special like we know the PS5 controller now is. So that's really good. I will say the D-pad on the new controller is fucking awesome. It looks weird and it's like concaved in, 
but it works really well. And I bet, like, I've been playing Tetris Effect on on it, and it works super good. Um, so that was one big surprise about it. But don't expect much. If you own an Xbox One controller, you kind of already know what you're getting in for with the new controller. Um, so you turn it on, and then it looks like an Xbox. It's got, I think, the UI for Xboxes are pretty shit. Like the, the the Microsoft tile windows design stuff. I think that's pretty garbage. Yeah, man. Give me, give, me the, give me the blades back again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like yeah. the second step. Yeah. Where they kind of copied the PlayStation XMB for a while. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I miss my little Kinect but- boy. Remember when they had an avatar like wave at you and smile, and and in in, yeah. a, in a life so of misery can... and blackness, you at least had that positivity when you booted up your Xbox. You like the paperclip in in Microsoft Word, huh? Oh, I love Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually set up. You can actually set up avatars again. Um, oh, thank God! It shows, but like not on yours. It just shows up for other people viewing your profile and stuff. Um, uh, gotta have the Xbox avatars. They're just yeah, the they're most very customizable. I famous, very very customizable. Iconic. And so the, I mean, the UI is fine. The one thing I will say, and that what is super important here, is it's really fast, super quick, and there's oh, yeah. no like everything bounces in and out. Like you go to the store, you go to the Game Pass, you go to the games, you go to your library. Everything is really quick. So um, um, how how does it work? Uh, like, what buttons do you press? How, and and how does it compare to just alt tabbing on a on a gaming PC? PC on a gaming PC? Yeah, uh, it's just as fast, if not faster, because it it is dedicated to make you play games. <laughs> like that's what this console wants you doing. It's putting Game Pass right in front of you. It's putting all the games in your library on the home. And you can customize it so you can set up the games for easy access immediately. Um, This console wants you to be playing games. And it's not trying to be like, hey, have you thought about downloading Disney Plus, buddy? I heard you like The Mandalorian. It's not any of that nonsense like of previous (laughs) consoles. All that stuff is there if you want it, of course. It is a case of this this console really wants you playing games. And front and center is Game Pass, which is awesome because game pass is the best thing about this console um so then you go into the good part obviously so i didn't buy any physical games for this i also actually did go to a game store in japan my local game store which is kind of a gale and there was no xbox games in there there was a load of ps5 pre-order stuff in there but there was no series x stuff so still japan it's pretty out of the loop maybe for physical stuff um regarding Xbox Series X, but so that meant I had to download things digitally. I have my region and my on my on my Xbox is set to Japan. My Microsoft account is set to UK, which caused a lot of issues because I I wanted to oh. use PayPal to oh, set things off, and so oh, all that was a bit of a mess. But yeah, I did manage to get around it, and I managed to get everything I wanted, which was Game Pass set up, Yakuza Seven Like a Dragon, which is not releasing in japan on the xbox so i had to buy it from the uk (laughs) store so i had to change my region to the uk use my uk paypal account transfer money from my japanese paypal account to my british paypal account so then i could buy it 
Um, but it works with any of the accounts I have on there, which are one's a Japan Hotmail, one is another, all that kind of garbage. Anyway. So, so it's already a heavily modified experience. You're already jumping through hoops. Yeah, I will say like the Switch is still easily the best game, uh, best console for buying things from different regions. It's so easy, and you can use PayPal for everything. But it's still not PS4 bad, which you know just won't accept anything. It's definitely better also than the PC Microsoft Store, which is severely region skewed. So I managed to get around it though with the console, and it was very easy to change the region and all that kind of stuff. So I did manage to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon, which was the mo- one that was most important for me. And then I got Game Pass. And through Game Pass, I downloaded um, Tetris Effect, uh, Ikan Fell, so I can actually play through it. Mm. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Um, oh, Next gen. Near, near Automata. Uh, oh, and I, I SS, SSX on the Xbox 360. So... That is quite the, uh, the next gen lineup. generation lineup, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if there is one thing that stands out with the Xbox Series X, is that there is no next gen. There, really, I, I and and to this moment right now, I have not played Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it's literally fifty gigs. It took me ages to download Yakuza Like a Dragon, so. I haven't actually played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is probably the most next-gen, next to Dirt 5 you possibly could get on Series X at the moment. But I did download Yakuza Like a Dragon, and that's the game I've been playing the most. I played a bit of Banjo-Kazooie, I tried SSX to see how the, they work from Game Pass, and they work fucking great. Like, you would never know the difference of them being emulated. I also... What, I, oh, and I played a lot of Tetris Effect, like bouncing in of Tetris Effect and Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon. Tetris Effect... Connect is fucking awesome because Tetris Effect is great. 4K HDR in that game is good shit. It is really nice. Looks did, awesome. Did you say Connect? It's called Connected. Tetris oh, Effect Connected. Oh, I, I it's, had it's got multiplayer update now. Some, so some it has PTSD. special multiplayer modes okay. that I tried playing, but nobody. I couldn't connect to anybody. So. Well, at least you think... didn't have to to connect with the connect. That's true. Yeah, that's that's dead and buried. They're trying to forget that. So I couldn't match make with anybody, as which is maybe just because nobody had an Xbox yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll, we'll we'll see about that. Um, yeah. So mostly them been playing Yakuza Seven like a dragon. So. I'll probably talk more about that game itself next week when I've played it for a bit longer. I played it for about five hours. Safe to say, game is really good so far. I really like the new protagonist. Obviously, Kiryu is amazing, but the new protagonist, uh, Ichiban Kasugya, is like a fucking great dude. He loves Dragon Quest. He's, He's a very loyal, lovely chap. But the game obviously is not next gen, but the one thing that I noticed because I dipped in between is that I don't want games to ever not run at 60 frames ever again. <laughs> it makes such a difference. It does. And I switched the game over because it has the option to to switch to high resolution mode, which has ray tracing and has complete 4K textures, not 1440p. And it, it drops down to 30. And I, I couldn't play it. 
because 30 just seemed like such a downgrade. And the one thing I'm kind of already seeing. Well, this is also like the RPG one. So. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but when I'm running around the city and everything's happening in 60 frames, it looks great. And all of the cutscenes are 60 frames and everything's 60 frames. But if you drop, if you put it to the high resolution, it drops everything down to 30. So my biggest worry and concern already for the next generation is we already need another upgrade in two to three years time <laughs> where we can have 4k and 60 frames at the same time because what we're seeing already is like this almost cheapening where you have to still make a choice between frame rate or high resolution so yes you can have 60 frames at 1440p but if you want true native 4k you drop down to an unlocked frame rate that bounces up and down or it goes down to 30 frames and that happens in, I think, every title at the moment. Um, you, Watchdog Legions has it. Dirt has it. Uh, Dirt can go up to 120 frames. Um, my TV cannot, though. Uh, so, like, already a little frustrated by that because I feel like, ah, oh, wouldn't you just push a little harder to just make sure that from the get-go we got 60 frames and four native 4K out of the door, but we don't. We don't. So I've been playing it in 60 frames and the game looks great. It does have, I mean, it's in 1440p trying to emulate 4K. It looks so lovely. And just the fact that everything runs, there's no loading screens. There's no nothing. Cutscenes just happen and then you're back in the game. And even when it loads chapters, it's like 10 seconds max. Not even that, five seconds max. Everything's so fast. And then when you bounce back into the menus, you just press a button and then everything appears. It's <laughs> it's so quick. <laughs> it really is making a difference because if I want to check downloads or I want to check friends or something, like on the PS4, I would never press that home button because the PS4 would chug like a little motherfucker and I'd never be able to get back in the game for like a minute at least because I'd be waiting for the, the XMB to load and all that kind of garbage. Whereas now, like, I can check, like, the what people are playing. I can check the status of downloads. I can actually go into Game Pass and queue up more downloads. I can go into the store and do stuff. And then I can also do Quick Resume, which is easily the biggest feature. So I don't know whether this will change. Well, it probably will, because the reviews say so. But right now, I've not really got to experience Quick Resume, because for some reason, Yakuza 7 doesn't work with Quick Resume. Oh, it's a game thing? It's a per-game thing, I believe. That's deflating. And it's frustrating because that game obviously has moments where you need to save, but you also want to pause it and just bounce out and do something. Now, if you go back to the menu and you check the downloads and you check the apps and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter. You just go back into the game and it works kind of like the Nintendo Switch, kind of like the PS4 does, and, and it's fine. But if I boot up... Tetris Connect, or Tetris Effect Connected, whatever it's called, if I boot that back up, that carries on without any issue. It quick resumes, it's right back to where I paused it. it, it works like butter, it's so good. But then when I try to go back into Yakuza 7, the game starts from the, the Sega thing. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even give you a warning when you boot up Tetris Effect that Oh, if you close this app, Yakuza 7 does not work with Quick Resume. So if you didn't save the game, you lost that save. Ouch. And it never warns you. 
because I think it's supposed to work. It's just that right now it's not working for me. I don't know if there's a patch I don't have or anything, but it is not working. So when I go into Tetris Effect and then I go back into Yakuza 7, it boots the game up from the beginning, starts with the Sega Splash, and then I have to I have to press continue and go into the game. But if I didn't save it, I will I will return to my previous save point. So whilst Quick Resume seems really good from what I can see so far, um I I haven't fully experienced it because it only works with games like Assassin's Creed and Tetris Effect, I believe. Because even when I tried it with Benjo Kazooie and also SSX, with those games it didn't work either. Mm. I don't know, maybe it's because they're Xbox 360 and Benjo Kazooie and Xbox games, maybe? Yeah, but Yakuza um, 7 is like flagship. Like that that should have all the bells and whistles. Like that's I, I don't want to say system seller, but And I think it's supposed to. And I think in reviews I've seen it has i just don't know whether there's a patch that i just don't have right now because it doesn't work i i've tried it like six times every time i had to save the game and make sure and then every time it would boot up from the beginning again whereas tetris effect just works tetris effect's brilliant um i can play yakuza 7 and then go back into tetris effect immediately that's really really good um so it does prove that quick resume is going to be pretty good when once it gets going um, just haven't played enough games or queued enough up to to see it in action. I've only bounced between two, and one of them doesn't work. So that's a fifty percent fail rate already. Yeah. So that part, no, the next gen part of that has not really transpired yet. But I will say, it's such a huge quality of life change with the speed at how everything works. And I think what Matt said is the key point about why you'd want an Xbox. Only if you want one, which is, I think ev- almost every game you can think of that's launched on an Xbox that has a digital version mm-hmm. is on that store. Yeah. Like I search for like Lost Odyssey. I search for um, the obviously Banjo Kazooie. I search for like some of the old King of Fighters games. Like going back to the original Xbox, like everything is on there. Some of them are ridiculously priced. Like Final Fantasy 13 for the Xbox 360 was like $30. Ain't nobody buying that. Um, but stuff like, um, I think it was like Lost Odyssey. Oh, they're not all on Game Pass? No, no, they're not all on Game Pass. Game Pass has a, a, has a few. It has like SSX and it had uh, Cameo. Oh, hell no. But, but they're all in the store. So, for example, if you're like, if you don't have a physical copy, because if you have a physical copy, then I think you can just stick it in the machine and it works for the most part. Uh, I think Connect games don't work. But if you're like, damn, I really want to play some Final Fantasy 13 2 Lightning Returns, Boo. then you can search for it in the store and it's right there. And you have to buy it, but it's right there, which means I'll- that. I'll probably end up playing Morrowind instead. <laughs> Morrowind is there too. No way, Morrowind. really? <laughs> yeah, they thought of like, everything. That is the thing is is they are all they're all there. Like, and that's quite amazing because it's like there's almost like a little history to it. Mm-hmm. Like this concert, and I believe a lot of the the PS5 is shaping up to be a lot better as well with backwards compatibility. Both companies, to their credit, are looking at their 
histories and, and incorporating it hugely in the selling points of these consoles because I don't need a PS4 anymore. I don't need an Xbox One. I don't need an Xbox 360 because everything is there. Right. That's how it in, should be. In these boxes. That's how it should be. Like, yeah. it's, it's such it a, should be. a scary proposition as an adult compared to being a kid, like spending hundreds of, upon hundreds of dollars on a machine that you know you're going to replace eventually. Like, when, uh, when, whenever you get a new DVD player, you can still watch your old 1999 Charlie's Angels Shrek, <laughs> like the original DVDs, just fine. But that, uh, but I find it, I kind of find it really cool that I can bounce between Banjo Kazooie one minute and then I can go and play Assassin's Creed Valhalla the next, and then when Quick Resume works, I can just bounce between them all the time. It is kind of cool to be able to have at my fingertips the ability to play old games without worrying about one buying the the physical visions of those games anyway. And see the fact that a lot of them are so small that you can queue up like hundreds of these old Xbox titles and just have them in a little library to play. It's cool. And, and the physical option is still there after Yeah, so the physical option is still there. Um and the fact that after all the posturing. And the fact that I have the Series X means that I have the disc drive, so or the C D drive, so I can do that. That was that was a, a big deal that, that was supposed to have gone away by this point. And I, I wonder how long it's gonna last. One thing I do wanna point out that I think is bullshit and I think really needs to be called out, and I've seen some people calling it out now, is that the stores don't show you everything. So I tried to buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the store would only show me the leg the legacy edition and the gold edition. It wouldn't show me the standard edition. No matter how much I search for it, no matter how hard I try, both of those were at least double in price. We're talking like $120 to $150 for the two different versions. So I had to go and find a digital key online and then redeem it because I couldn't find the standard edition. And they did the same with Yakuza Like a Dragon. And they did it with Dirt as well. Dirt had like championship edition and then something else. So why? It's real shady shit. I don't know if it's an Ubisoft thing because Watch Watch Dogs, I think, is also the same. But it's some pretty shady shit. I posted a picture about it on Twitter. You can you can see where the price is just insane. Thing that that they like only show you premium collectors gamer editions. They do. They only show you ones that either involve the season pass and also all of the DLC, or it's like the special. Uh, here is the legacy edition with all of these free axes you get. Blah, 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 blah. It is not cool. It is really not cool really bad for consumers because a lot of people are just going to be confused about oh wow these games are just really expensive like i didn't know because people are not going to go out like it has the option to compare editions and you open it and it's like assassin's creed valhalla ultimate edition assassin's creed valhalla gold edition and one is 145 dollars and another is 130 dollars and you're like wait a second what happened here rich person or richer person it is it is really bad that they only show those. So that's pretty shady. I don't know if it's just an Ubisoft thing, but Dirt had the same. Um, so I don't know if it's just a Microsoft thing, mm. but it's not cool. Um, 
So be wary that maybe physical editions has to be the way forward if they're going to do shady shit like that. So I just gotta, gotta, gotta ask though, like, did you get the the, the tingles, the excitement, like, like so much of the the talk about this next gen, it it sounds less theatrical than, than the usual. And, And I guess that's to happen less and less every gen. It doesn't sound like there's nothing bad here, you know, no big negatives. Right. And then it is nice. Like, thinking of a console and being like oh oh that's that's the way Mm. it should be but it does seem like there's uh like no killer apps yet no yeah so kill zone two like like showing (laughs) showing things off bright and early for what a whole generational shift yeah so i mean ps5 we can't talk about because none of us have played it but it it seems that ps5 has something in its favor with astro of course showing off all of the new fancy controller stuff which seems really cool and then demon souls looks next gen as next gen can get at this moment in time Hmm. what xbox has is a lot of optimized for series x where it has stuff like gears 5 which has now 4K textures and it can run at 120 frames per second, which Gears 5 is a good-looking game anyway. So like upgrading that game to that is pretty next-gen, I guess. It's it's the question of the upgrade versus the original experience, though. Like, I don't know. I I, I mean, I know there's some people who really liked that game, but I don't know if I'll ever play Gears 5 again. No, exactly. I might play Control the first time. I might play DMC5 the first and a half times, but it's... But that's what we're talking about, right? Like, even even with, like, I think back to the PS4 when we had the Killzone and we had Assassin's Creed 4. (laughs) Speaking of Assassin's Creed, right? It's like, there wasn't truly anything next-gen then either, to be honest. Um, But... I will admit, like, these games look real nice. And, and, real nice. And can, can you see it on your TV? Like, like, yeah. So, I, so I can't go to 120 frames, but I have 4K HDR. So, like, even in Tetris Effect, just the, 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 the lights and the HDR, it, it looks crystal, like, a, a like crystal. Step above what you're used to, the previous generation. Yes. Yeah, it is noticeably different. And just the speed of the consoles is so noticeably different. Wow. So the, the biggest the biggest thing about the Xbox, I think, which is really important here is, and you talk about those tingles, is when I got the console and I opened it, I had the tingles because the actual console itself feels really nice. It's heavy. It's weighty. It feels like an expensive piece of tech. Now, the second part came when I opened Game Pass and the sheer volume of games that were there for me to just feast upon and st- and queue them up just like with one button press. You just press it, it queues it. Press it, queues it. There's a load of customizable stuff like queue this later, add to play later lists. And it's all, it's it's like having, truly like having Netflix for games. Because on your PC, you open up an app and you see some stuff, but you've also got Steam and and you know you're on a PC, but this is a dedicated like console for gaming right so when you open up the game pass it's like you see all of the box art and it's like it's basically like it feels a bit like having a a a press steam account where you just download any game you want and and the and it's not limited i mean it is limited of course to the games that are on there but it's not it doesn't feel limited like i could never play every game that's on xbox s xbox series x game pass right now before i die there's a lot of games there 
and there's games to everybody. And that was really exciting just having a place where I can download all of these things and I can be like, Gears 5, that's a game that costs like $80 and I can get it in 4K and 60 frames right now. Like, boom, do it. That felt good. And that was exciting to me personally. I don't have an Xbox One, so I don't know if that tingle has already happened for those people. But for me, it was right there. So while there is no next-gen elements to it beyond uh, next-gen gaming elements to it, the quality of life stuff combined with what it offers you for playing games, like if, if you're interested in just playing games and, and doing it fast and, and as like, how to say, like with the least amount of like resistance, like you're waiting for things to load and bullshit like that, it is good. It is it is nice to have. I'm glad I have it. We'll see how time tells. I'm glad I have it right now. I'm 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 happy for you. I'm glad Thank that you. that you're glad about this purchase and that you're not feeling I'm pissed the, uh... I have to do this podcast instead of playing Yakuza wow. 7 to be honest. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we can just leave. Yeah. I I I dude, I said my piece. I'm out of here now. <laughs> you you also mentioned piss and i think that like triggered me you you've been dancing on your heels for a while just go just go do your business i hate and love that you can see that now and it, it's such an easy tell you would not be a very good james bond that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> well so yeah so i think for the console like right now unless anything negative comes up between now and next week i'm that's pretty much it. That's how I. No big negatives. That's that's how how I feel. It's pretty good. I'm glad I have it. Uh, my opinion lines up with those reviews pretty nicely. The thing now is just the amount of games I can play. Sheer amount I can play between now and next week. One of them being Ekenfell. I download now. I've got it on PC and also on an Xbox Series X Mac. I will do this. Yeah. Okay. Sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> oh, the shade. You won't play. You're the not shade. gonna beat it. I know you're not. <laughs> I know you're not. I had no. I had the best the best intentions. Uh-huh. I have the best intentions to do so. Yeah, but you still haven't beaten uh what is it was it Star Ocean? Whoa, 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 no, whoa, no, whoa, it's not whoa, Star Ocean. Whoa. Yeah, yes, yeah, Star Ocean. Yeah. Uh, so I saw Zeno I saw Blade, Star Chronicle. Fuck. Yeah. That's right. I saw I saw Star I saw Star Ocean The Last Hope on Game Pass uh on the on the Series game. X today and I was yeah. and I was like, Oh, I could do with a bit of Edge Maverick in my life again. Yeah, man. Bit of Edge Maverick. I used to love playing those long JRPGs. I don't think anything has really Ooh, changed yeah. now, but Oh, Dra- Dragon why, Dragon why Quest I... the, the the Switch edition. It's coming. Yeah. I downloaded the coming, demo. Yes, it's man. coming to Game Pass. Is on what? Yeah. It's coming to Game Pass in December. Oh, I'm playing that during December. I I heard it's just like a super JRPG story, but I, I, I kind of want to play it anyway. The demo is as far as I've played so far on the Switch, like you, I think. And I had a whale of a time. I just, I think at the time I couldn't, I either couldn't or didn't want to because I was playing something else, purchased the full version. But I'm so I'm super looking forward to the fact that it's coming to Game Pass. Yeah, man. I I don't have to hack it to get my um my uh my better score, my orchestra. 
music. Mm. Yeah, I had it all hacked up and everything, and I made my character black <laughs> and everything. <laughs> but it still shows up white in the cut. Well, not white, but um, I guess what what do you what do you call Japanese characters that are shown a certain way? I guess Asian in the cutscene. Yellow. So yeah. But um, what I what I have yeah. been playing though, I played a little bit of Ghost Runner. And okay, I've I've but I've sunk in, I I think most of my hours into time spinner, or time spinners. Oh yeah, yeah. I played that what two years ago now or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it starts off pretty interesting, pretty good. Um, you start to notice a few things midway. It starts to get a little uh. Form formulaic is that is that the word? Yes, uh, I I didn't have the best impression towards the yeah, end. Yeah, it starts to get it starts to hit in that direction. You're just like, oh no! Like it was going really well, mm. and then I mean, it's not a bad game for sure. It's definitely a a good a good play, but the the dialogue gets kind of stale, and you're just kind of doing the same thing sort of it just doesn't feel like you're progressing um you're progressing but it doesn't feel like it you know it, you're like you're just kind of going through the motions like okay i beat him and i beat mm-hmm. him oh i gotta go back to to, to this and that and it's just like uh, yeah uh, um not not my i'm gonna beat it because i'm i'm near the end just wrap it up but i, I don't know i as a metro as a guy who plays a lot of metrovanias it's all right you must you must be almost done with them at this point almost you know there's not going to be any more left when when you finish a, dude, a few more i'm just waiting for hollow knight silk road man i am going to lose my freaking mind when i oh my god <laughs> oh my god like <laughs> I almost want to, like, I think that's my most anticipated game, you know? Like, I'm okay with waiting until it's done. Like, I'm, I don't care. Uh, I, they keep saying, like, they're, oh, they're going to release it now, and they just never do. That's fine with me. It's the same thing with Cyberpunk. Like, I want to play that game, but it's like, please, don't, don't release something that's garbage, please. Please, just, just keep working on it. Um, so... Uh, when that comes out, I'll, I'll definitely just be um nowhere to be found and play that. But uh, <laughs> Go- Ghost Runner, I could I could almost pre-order it on the uh, Series X. It does appear in the store on the you Series get X. Get that thing on PC. You- Crazy man. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter now. Yeah. No way, dude. My PC isn't. That's the thing. Is now I actually own a console more powerful than my. Uh, than my PC. Like, the Series X is easily more powerful than my PC. It's a beast. It is honestly a beast. It's quiet as hell. Yeah. Unlike my PC. <laughs> yeah. Ghost Runner is another game where it's, like, really cool. It starts off really cool. Like, it, it's not, like, it doesn't dip, like, time spinners, though. But um, music is good. There's actually some decent dialogue, like, throughout the game to keep you kind of, like, going. When everything is moving, when you're doing everything correctly, it feels fantastic. When you're fucking up, let me tell you, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all when you keep dying. It doesn't feel good at all. 
I mean, you eventually kind of like rub one out, but uh, <laughs> the mechanics for how you defeat enemies gets pretty fucking annoying. Like um, halfway, it just it just gets nuts. It gets nuts. You have to like, there's these shield enemies that you that you have to destroy their shield generators while running up a wall, and then make sure you're not getting shot by three enemies at the same time while you're trying to get that shield down so you can actually kill those and while you're killing them you're 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 on the floor and when you're on the floor you can't slow down and when you can't slow down the enemies can easily hit you like it's just like all these moving parts um to that game and it's it's done well question mark Mm. but it doesn't feel great half the time like not 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 that the game doesn't feel it it just it's just kind of like he's like oh, okay i died fuck and he's like <laughs> and then you're reloaded up and that's why they reload you so quickly because if they don't if there was a loading screen oh my internet's back yeah <laughs> there's a, a loading screen it's like Oh, that I would have never got as far as I did. I've played probably like six mm. hours. I'm probably I'm probably close or halfway. I don't know how long that game is. I I kind of want that game to be shorter. I kind of want I kind of want to be already done with the game. You know, I don't like feeling that way with a game. I kinda, yeah. I want to enjoy it. You know, I want to mm, slip on the wine. You know, like I yeah. And I love <laughs> cyberpunk. And I literally don't care what it is. I'll play through a cyberpunk game. But holy crap, man. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I remember Webb talking about it in the Discord. I can understand what he was saying. I can understand what he was saying. Yeah, that seems to be the general consensus about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's not... It's good. It just... It could get tiring. You know? And mm. it depends on what mood you're in. And this is one of those games where you're like... You come in, if you're coming home from work, Ghost Runner is probably not the game you want to play. And that's all I've been doing lately. You know, it's just like, ah, it's not that mushy she uh, um, um, vibe I'm looking for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. But uh, what about you, George? What, what have you been playing? I've uh, been playing Hunt Showdown. No, <laughs> they had a Halloween event. Two it was weeks. It was ah, spooky, and and you can. Isn't the game spooky already? Grind up some pumpkin points for for legendary chances after the fact. Yeah, yeah. That must be. I'm, yeah, that must be actually pretty scary. I should. I should probably like. Yeah. You know what gave everyone a real good spook though last week is the news that Sega Sammy was selling off their arcade oh gaming God, assets. Sammy. Oh my God. <laughs> Very nicely done, Josh. Very nice. Very nicely done. Very nice. Did it scare Sega or Sammy more? I I do wonder about Sammy sometimes. Everyone everyone really worries about Sega. People don't so often ask how Sammy's doing. <laughs> the Sega Sammy. Well, apparently Sega Sammy's not doing well because um, 
they're 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 selling it off which doesn't mean that the arcades in japan are are set to be demolished or set to change business yet just that that's uh perhaps likely i i don't know how conclusive this is if you want to change any of your uh japan trips anytime soon but to any listeners who want to go experience what the japanese arcades are like you might want to hurry that up and do it now because uh it looks like their days are numbered sucks sammy is sega's big physical hardware partner for arcade and pachinko mean construction and uh owned a large stake in these arcade buildings that they've been operating they have announced that they're selling off a uh, 85.1% share of those live arcade businesses to a Japanese buyer called uh Ginda Ginda Incorporated Ginda. who yeah. are a very dry capital holdings company that doesn't make new entertainment products or 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 produce stuff so much as as they they manage production and distribution for existing assets yeah they've they've said that that coronavirus did hell on their quarter ones for 2020 and they've resulted in significant loss oh no surprise there yeah this is gonna suck this is really going to suck uh, more so for people who haven't experienced the magic of a Japanese arcade. Because once you do, it's it's like something you can cross off your bucket list. You don't got to do it twice. I, I, but I, yeah, I least... don't want to scare anybody too much about that being a thing. I think the fact that they're still Sega is still ret- well, Sega Sammy, because Sega and Sega Sammy and also Sammy are all three different things. Um but they're selling the majority stake, 85%, but they're retaining some of it. So I imagine they still want to be making arcade games and then publishing them through these, this new, uh, well, this partnership, essentially. Uh, and also the fact is there are other uh, amusement companies and arcade running companies. As George mentioned, it's the third biggest in Japan. Oh, yeah. So already the other arcades... And amusement centers, game centers are, are going to be, you know, still running. Um, I've been past a few of them, so they're still got loads of people in them. But yeah, obviously, Corona's... All we can kind of do is just kind of cross our fingers and grit our teeth and be like, I hope they don't close more of the arcades, because this is the second time this year that we've gotten news of Sega's arcade businesses not doing well. There is that one Akihabara one that is going to be going to be closing down and turn to something else. Even yes, that one is gone. So that was like the death match. That was a Sega one as well. Even even though they have this news of selling off the business to some other buyer, that does not necessarily exactly mean that the other buildings are going to be closed down yet too. That's you don't want to get anyone's yeah. hopes up, but that's that's still yet to be announced. I'm sure there'll still be arcades for a long while until people Especially as long as huge rhythm games need big ass, mm. like, land space in Japan, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I, I love those arcades. I love them. And when we go back over there, I definitely <laughs> want to be in there. 
But I guess I guess we shouldn't because I guess we won't know if uh, COVID is done or not. One of the the things that soon guys soon I hope so that that people should know is that it's not even necessarily that the 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 business does not necessarily exist just because of big fancy games that need big fancy custom hardware type equipment so much as these businesses kind of exist as a place for japanese people to have something to do when they're out in the city it it folds into that uh walkable loose change sort of economy that so many of the businesses run on hmm. and none of those can be doing well right now Right. I I wonder if they're gonna still keep the Sega branding. Like I I I wouldn't want to go back and see these arcades still operating under under a different name. Oh no, the horror! <laughs> so arcades are fun. Come to Japan. There'll still be some here. Let's have some fun. Have Have you seen any changes, Liam? Like, are they still popping? Are they still busy? Have you been? I, the ones I've been past is still going. Like, I actually went to. A more, I don't know how to, how to describe it. What would you call them? Like a more non-game focused type of amusement place. Like there is a lot of like sport arcadey places in Japan. Um, you know, you have round one and spot ya. I went to one the other day that, is, you know, has loads of ping pong tables and darts and billiards. And, and it has some pachinko stuff and then arcade stuff like those places are really popular in Japan as like hangout spots and going on dates and stuff. It's not about going to play the sports. It's about just literally having fun with friends. And those places were still pretty popping. Um, and there's some arcade machines in those types of places. They're not the main focus of why people go there, but obviously it's still a part of the draw. So I don't know. Everywhere's suffering. Japan maybe is not suffering as much as most places in the world. But even if this kind of thing is happening, you can see that it sucks a little. But I think one thing to take from this would be the fact that they're selling 88% of their stake for a lot of money. So the other company, which is literally an arcade rental amusement type company, they obviously <laughs> forecast that things will recover. And that's Ginda. why they're spending so much money to own it. Everyone's friends at Ginda Incorporated. Mm. The beloved... I, I just love saying that word now, iconic. The beloved iconic brands it, it, of Genda, Genda will, will keep those Sega arcades in good hands, I'm sure. I don't know if I'm sure. <laughs> Did uh, you guys talk about the PlayStation 5 controller at all? Yes. I, we briefly touched on it, didn't we? Um, maybe not specifically why. Hey, I want to briefly touch that. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, I can... <laughs> okay. I can because we did like dedicate a, a chunk to the Xbox talk, and I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, now you've literally been playing the Xbox, so that's a different. We can only still just guess. You want you want to spend uh, another PS5 forty minutes controller. on uh, not, no, no, <laughs> just a few minutes, just a few minutes about about Liam some of these his, these reviews. His watch. Oh my god! No. I don't know See, I like I I think it's just interesting and four a.m. fun. I isn't it weird that the coolest thing about the PlayStation five is something you can't see on a screen or any marketing. They can't show off the controller in videos, but apparently people are really freaking impressed by this stuff. Uh, like a lineup of, of positive reviews going from, from places from skill up to like Jason Schreier. They're all praising the controller. The controller is apparently the most next gen feeling thing 
about about this machine outside of any any of the audiovisual experience. I'm really excited by this. <laughs> I, I I gotta play with it in a demo store and a store shop demo setup, I guess, before I can really feel excited about getting that thing because I, I you wouldn't know until it's in your hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, so it go ahead. No, no, I, I would say I, I would like to know if it's better than my Xbox three sixty controller, because I would definitely like to have like a nice well-built controller i'm just a little scared of like uh things breaking those little small little, little mm. parts breaking like we, we talked about this last time but yeah yeah we yeah we did talk about it last week i mean the thing that excites me is those adaptive triggers just giving yeah. resistance yeah. like natural feeling resistance depending on the game you're playing and stuff like that so that excites me i mean rumble and the focus rumble we had hd rumble in the switch i this seems to be better but it's those triggers man and if you're going to be playing with those triggers a lot and they're going to be doing a lot of things and they're going to be biting against you and fighting they need to be sturdy uh, i think that's right like you don't want those things breaking yeah. uh, the back trigger buttons contain their own technical novelty called adaptive resistance in the new spider-man game for example the triggers require some extra oomph while swinging around new york city creating a unique and enjoyable new challenge nice so you can uh astrobot is what excites me you, you can fight the controller with some of these stuff uh astrobot is, is full of gimmicks about it that, that wants to show that off. And that comes free pre-installed with the machines, I believe. God, I, it, it's free and it comes pre... You don't even have to download it. It's pre-installed, which is so good. Very Nintendo. Very Nintendo of them. To Very Nintendo. And the fact that it's purpose-built to show you what is the potential of what you've just bought. Also really, really smart. Um... It's like we, it's like we sports all over again, but in a bit maybe a bit of a smaller thing. But it's really smart, and I'm looking, at, and it looks great. And I, I do want to play. It. I do wonder about those like tingles of of opening up a next gen console. If it uh might might feel extra tingly knowing that your your new experience into this new world is tied to the thing you're holding. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the PlayStation Five controller turned out to be a big deal. That's all. <laughs> let's wait until next week maybe when it's actually out and then if anybody can get hands on it i am trying hard but it's impossible you, you know i'm 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 saving money yeah literally couldn't give a shit could you if not for hundreds of dollars Woo! certain levels of that speaking of people worth hundreds of hundreds of dollars aubrey is <laughs> Hell yeah, she is. <laughs> We're going to be taking some listener questions uh, from our email inbox and our uh, Patreon listener questions channel. First is from Aubrey. Is there a piece of media you have rewatched, replayed, or reread multiple times? If so, what draws you back into it? Mine is Breaking Bad. I've watched it five times over the years. Five times? That's a long series. Seen that pizza on the roof for five times holy <laughs> shit <laughs> i usually don't replay rewatch uh reread that much unless i like really really like it and it's it's very very few things fall into that category for me because i'm always want to go to like the next thing but i have yeah, me too whiplash definitely seeps into that as far as a book i would say the warded man the first book falls into that um, but Whiplash nice. is like this movie. Uh, I think I've talked about it before. 
It's short and sweet. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in it. It, it. It's so like for 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 um, Liam and George. Uh, J.K. Simmons. I've, I've from, seen it. Oh, you, oh, I've you seen, seen it. it. I love. Yeah, I've seen. I, it. It's awesome. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's a, a showing someone pushed to the fucking limits and how kind of like it doesn't end up the way you think it's gonna end up. And it, um, him pulling through that at in India, India. Well, I, I, I spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is not exactly a feel. good It's not movie a feel good movie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I. That's one of the. That's one I. I would always. Uh, I would. I would rewatch it right now and be completely fine. And usually, that that's the yeah. thing that just does not happen for me. I I know every scene has a purpose in that in that movie, and I love it for it. It's short and sweet. Boom, nice. in and out. Um, yeah, and I that's why I use the music from that um, in a video I did. But yeah, yeah, nice. That's mine. Um, I don't tend to rewatch things either. Just be or, or especially movies. I struggle to just watch movies in general. There's no way I'd rewatch them unless it's like Lord of the Rings for an annual mm. rewatch or something. But I tend to rewatch things only to sort of feel safe. Like if I'm pretty down or I just I'm worrying about something and I need to just relax myself, I'll I'll rewatch something then. But I won't watch it out of pure choice. Uh, like the office. The thing right? I have that rewatched falls into that category. Right? So as, yeah. essentially, but the thing I have rewatched like to death is Peep Show, the British comedy. Uh, um I've I've seen Peep that. Show I I must have watched every se- every season at least five or six times for sure. I know every episode, all the lines, everything. And it is my favorite comedy. And it's just so safe to watch. Um, the big thing I look at now is I actually just watch old YouTube videos that have stuck in my head for years. Oh, yes. that's, and, you know, that's close. I haven't seen it in eight months or 10 yeah. months. And you go Ooh. back and watch them. I, I rewatch Atlanta uh, scenes a lot. Nice. A lot. Especially yes. the jail, so, some of the jail ones. <laughs> so yeah so it's funny about like breaking bad because i do sometimes go back and watch like key scenes from like yeah. tv shows that i've watched in the past just to like feel it again like spoilers for breaking bad for the next 30 seconds the time hank finds out that walter is you know heisenberg Woo! like when he's spoiler, on the toilet and the flashback and yeah so, yeah and all that kind of stuff right like watching those key scenes and that kind of stuff I can do. I get sucked into a hole. The big one is uh, I love watching Prozy D's old Vine compilations. Mm. Just like 20 minutes. How are they archived? He he personally uh, made compilations like a couple of years back of his stuff. Yeah. Like, and he's literally labeled them from like November 2014 to October 2016. And you're like, great, this is 20 minutes of me just reliving 30 second magic every time. I, I, um, I just feel sorry for someone who wants to look up like one six seconds in particular. Yes. Yeah, it's really hard. Like the uh, the Goku Superman, uh, the Goku Naruto one or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I, you named after two of the bravest warriors I ever knew, Goku Naruto. The Goku <laughs> eat my shorts. <laughs> the Goku was a super saiyan. He probably doesn't I, want to I, spam I, his channel. That's probably what it is. Um, but I also, yeah. I also feel like that brings up like a legitimate hardship when it comes to categorizing and organizing and like alphabetically listing what content you do. A lot of the times is like a shit tier e celeb 
producer, uh, influencer. Like, like, I imagine for him it's fine though, right? Because like every one of his videos gets like a million views. So the more six second videos you have, the more millions of views you have. Yeah. I don't know. But if it's a few years later and I want to watch that one particularly funny pro ZD clip of 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 Steve talking to the final JRPG boss. Mm. There's a lot to sift through. Yeah, but so that's my safe zone. I do the um, same with Caleb City and Long Beach Griffey all the time. All the do time. you guys I, have Halloween games? Because because I'm noticing this is something that I've noticed more and more people doing no. is like replaying games seasonally. And every single time ever since it's it's been released, I always play Bloodborne around Halloween. And I, I didn't like. Yes, I, I said this last week on the show. Like, I, Bloodborne is the only game I would consider playing in Halloween. It's the best Halloween game. Oh, it's so good at that. Like, like I, I, I had a shitty Halloween this year. All, all I did was was a short Discord call with some old friends. I'm, 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 I'm miserable and and alone, and it's terrible. But my God, if I play Bloodborne on or around Halloween, it makes me feel like I'm I'm back in old times. Yeah, Bloodborne. Yeah, so it's it's like a it's like a a, a comfy blanket, a seasonal mm. like it reminds you yeah. of the repetition and and. That the, the year is still churning along like all the others. All right, well, we have to we have to change that, George. We have to change that, George, for for Christmas, man. <laughs> because I, uh, me, me too, man. Because I've been working too much, man. I had no time to, to hang out with friends. We can't just be <laughs> sitting next to the to the fireplace all alone. No, no, we can't. Playing we can. Bloodborne. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. Being alone is not that bad. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like my alone time. A good time. craft <laughs> ale. A craft. A good craft dark ale. Yeah, man. Uh, some in the dark uh, playing Bloodborne. Some hot chocolate on my new PS5. Hot chocolate, you know, just, just. Oh my god, mm. yes. No one to bother you. You just sit there and just, with whiskey in you know, it. Oh uh, yeah, with. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say that bit of Bailey's. with like you know when it's time to drink, yeah, I'll we, drink, but not with. We not have with to my be tasteful chocolate. here. We we're, we're 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 men of distinguished tastes or something. We are yeah. only the finest and most exquisite. Mm. Uh, we got another question from Nick D. Nick D. It seems to me. It seems to me, and I am Nick D. That by now. <laughs> it seems to me, and that I am Nick D. That by now we've gotten most of the major remasters that I'd want to play for me. How then do you see re-releases of older games being handled next generation or three? This is clearly a trend in gaming that isn't going to go away soon. I I don't know if I can rhyme with like me P or B at the end of that sentence. Uh, this is clearly a trend in gaming that isn't going away soon. Do you expect that there will be a greater priority for plain old remasters, perhaps with ray tracing, like what they're doing with Spider-Man for the PS5, or shot-for-shot remakes like Crash Bandicoot, or entire reimaginings like what they did with Resident Evil 2? I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna chime in very quickly with the fact that I actually think this generation makes it even harder to remaster anything that is Xbox 360 up possibly even Mm -hmm. the generation lower because the fact that we have the technology like the auto HDR in Xbox Series X that adds HDR and 
textured effects to older games few via just pure computational power right like it's not programmed in it's like guesstimates on top of the visuals right which is pretty insane which means that if you play a game like let's say resident evil 4 obviously has been done to death but you boot it up and it's super crisp in 4k and then has hdr lighting in it and it's on game pass why would you ever buy a remaster of that right it depends but Obviously, with something like Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, those games going through a complete and utter just revamp from top to bottom, that is a very, very different thing. And I don't think that won't that I don't think that will end. But I don't think anything that's on 360, like, let's say, a Devil May Cry remaster or something like that, like with auto HDR and, uh, you know, automatic resolution upscaling to 1440p and stuff like that kind of is redundant. So it'll be interesting. I don't foresee the need for remasters and re-releases to go away if they can make some money selling new consoles and new games for it. You were talking about how impressed you were at the library for the Xbox Series X when you booted up. And I remember yeah. like my reaction was like, oh, that's the way it should be. Because uh, I guess when you get down to the principles and ethics of it, shouldn't most people media be available easily and affordably for most consumers um i mean you yes but in reality you're talking about things that have so many licensing and copyright issues because you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of publishers and developers who all own the licenses all own the rights and now we live in an age where you can have the digital rights to a game but then you sell the physical rights to somebody like limited run and then the physical visions that have different rights you have soundtracks that have different rights games that have featured licensed music like nhl or, or the, the sports games that have more stuff like that like you have to renew those rights it's a lot more work the, a lot of the thing that Xbox and um, I imagine PlayStation have going for them is that when you sign up uh, to be on those platforms, you give away the rights of selling those games to those companies, right? Like uh, to be on those storefronts. So I imagine that protects Xbox from being able to carry on selling Banjo-Kazooie until the end of the day, right? Um, but if we're talking about like a how easy it should be to be able to just get a hold of everything in one place and be able to buy them and or or have them on Game Pass in this nice little neat little bow. The reality is it's a lot of work and it's so much because of all of the massive copyright and and licensing issues that have come in the past. And then before you know it, all of a sudden you're playing the Android cell phone version of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas after downloading it on Steam. <laughs> man the fact that like the freaking soundtracks can can cause like a 10 year old legacy game to have to get taken offline and replaced with the worst version is just like the most deflating oh this only makes sense in corporate accounting world kind of kind of logic to it everything has a price in this world that's the unfortunate reality and it's like signing up to buy final fantasy 13 on xbox series x it costs like 20 dollars because square enix will have made it 
so that is the case, and they own the legal rights to do so. I don't know. It's it's tough, but yeah. But with remasters and stuff like that, obviously, I think things are changing. I think we're having a lot more I, uh, comp- companies are taking backwards compatibility seriously. So, for example, games you couldn't play because you couldn't either find a physical copy or there was no way to play it without busting out an old PlayStation. Now, if a digital version of that game just exists there anyway, you're probably less inclined to want to have a remaster of that game, right? Yeah. If it doesn't work on the new machine, then that gives them some reason to want to sell it again. Exactly. Uh... Although I think it would be interesting to hear what you guys would want remastering. Too human. (laughs) Oh my god, Matt. I, I, I forgot to take a picture for you. The first game that Game Pass recommended to me from Xbox 360 generation no for was free it? was Too Human no. on the Series X. I shit you not. What? I literally burst into what? tears laughing because that was the what? first game it recommended on the store to me. What did we do to our search engine recommendation algorithms? Dude, Facebook is listening to you, man. I'm telling you, man. Damn, they know the inside jokes on the dad and sons? I know about Facebook, man. You know now, know yeah, because you're helping them take over the world, <laughs> yeah. you evil. One video at a gun. time. Yeah, like. <laughs> so, Liam, since you haven't played too human and had your faith in humanity and video games destroyed, would you feel like more or less of, of a human from that experience or just like a game playing robot? Maybe I'd feel too human. Whoa. Whoa. That's meta. That's too meta. Maybe it'd finally explain how Matt just became who he is. It's Matt's origin story. <laughs> who am I? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll unlock the deep, dark secrets within after playing Silicon Knights too human. Yes. Yes. You will. It's all unraveling. Mm-hmm. Are you human or are you too human? <laughs> Maybe too human was really just just a, a straight up banger hit this whole time. And Matt's one of the few people who can see through it because everyone's so jaded and have played so many games before it that, that as good as too human naturally organically is. We're unable did, to tell. It's did us you play the sequel on Steam? Too human? I didn't play Too Human 2. No, no, no Too Human. The, the Wait, sequel is, is it... called Too Human as well. Too Human. T- oh, right. That's... T-W-O. That's the sequel. What is the, what is the, what is the end of the trilogy? Is it Three Human or Too Human 2? Or, or, or is it like Human Cubed like they did with the Alien franchise? <laughs> human, root, the root square of human. <laughs> yeah, 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 the root square. Like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm now searching for Two Human on Steam, and and I guess like was it like a quick parody game or what if what if the third game is called like Baby, because there were two humans and they made a baby. Oh uh, yeah! Oh my god, <laughs> Matt, Matt, you one step at a time, two buddy. Two child, two child, too 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 much future creep here too much feature creep we <laughs> too, too much bloat we gotta we gotta scale things back. but wouldn't it be two humans instead of two human or is it just grammatically incorrect no the aliens franchise got away with a lot of the bullshit that you were suggesting <laughs> alien so we're aliens. good yeah yeah they went from alien to aliens to alien cube. and people are still confused so then it, the, 
<laughs> You're like, oh, wait, wait, did you watch Aliens or Alien? Wait, I don't know. Which one is the first one? Which one is it? Alien or Aliens? The first one? What? Is the very <laughs> early prequel to Two Human Ancestors. Oh, I I think that is the one game that does have the liberty to to have a mate button inside of it so that you can turn one human into two human. What what do, what do they do again when you press the mate button? Uh they make <laughs> monkey noises and the camera pans up to the roof and fades. They mate like and... two humans, Matt. <laughs> You are so deeply inside of this hole that you dug for yourself. It is it is beautiful. Oh it's because I want to find out where Matt goes. I want to see the rabbit hole Matt here. has dug himself into. It's a, it's a good game. It's a good game, guys. Play with a friend. So, so yeah, yeah. Too Human might just be bad because we've played too many video games before and it's uh, clouded our, our, our yeah. vision, which uh, might might be a problem faced by, by Raj A here. Uh, we, we have a Raja who asks us one last question for the week. A lot of people have a huge backlog of games, but when I was fairly new to video games, I would require new games more rarely and knew much less about them yeah. beforehand. By being more informed about video games now, I've made less bad purchases than I did before, but I also feel like I'm less blown away as often by a game. I also find that I lack the same level of patience to actually finish games that mm -hmm. I used to have. Do you find that by being closer to the industry, you find yourself less enthusiastic about games and are surprised less often? Do you think knowing more about games and the volume of games that it is possible to have contributed to that? Uh, keep up with the good work on the podcast. Yep. I... Yep. 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 Yeah. I, we were talking about yep. going inside GameStop and looking at all the the the, the freaking covers and yeah. and picking up some random game for like I don't know like ten bucks from the like and then you just went home and played it and you were just kind of okay you didn't look up reviews of some 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 dude saying that this game is shitty like because. <laughs> It's gonna be <laughs> you different. You walked into a GameStop. You picked up Two Human. You had no idea. No about idea. It. You had no idea about Two Human. <laughs> no one else. You played it with they a friend. Just tell you and what it was to good. think. And it was fine. It's your honest opinion. It was fine. You 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 grind for some the judge gear. was wrong. You, it, the thing is, all the all the burnt copies should be put back together. It's like I, I you know, like <laughs> you're playing. You're are you playing games to be fucking like. Like, oh, it only the greatest games deserve to be on my TV. Like, no, no. Yeah. Like, so it, well, that's how it's you say so money. interesting because it goes back to the Game Pass thing where the when I look through the list, there's hundreds of games, but I have literally a referential opinion on every single one of them because we all know about every single game. And like the opinion comes down to, well... GameSpot said this, or, oh, I heard George talk about this, or, oh, I heard on the Discord that that's pretty good. And, and like, you have an opinion about every single game that's not your own, and but other people's opinions. That's why I and don't what, watch reviews. That's why and I don't. It's, it definitely just, what I do like about Game Pass that fits this bill is I actually try games that I would never yes. buy. And it does give me a little bit of the GameStop feeling all over again. That's why a I little bit. Yeah, but I I agree. But I do still have a, a, like a preconceived notion yeah. of what what I'm gonna get I, from going. I in. look at the stars. Like I always like just like what am I getting myself into? Is it a one star? 
you know, is I want one star. I want that garbage. Show me the garbage. Show me the garbage. We don't get garbage in 2020. How, yeah. That counts as some kind of review that the stars are, are like. No, it's not. No, a, a because publication you can't really, letting you know if the thing's good or not. I know you disagree, George, heavily, but Steam is way more reliable than fucking Microsoft reviews. Microsoft reviews are just from normies who say, oh, it doesn't work on my system. Like, that's that's pretty much what you get on the Xbox thing. But it's <laughs> always the fun. Yeah. you've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much I care. It's always fun to kind of look at them and be like, oh, okay, they say this doesn't work and it always works on my system. It always works. So I, I don't know. I never trust it, but it's always fun to look at them. Yeah. Like like the 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 bitter rivalry between Microsoft user reviews and Steam user reviews isn't isn't a fight that I'm staking too much of a claim on either side of. <laughs> you dude dude, you can have any user review system you like. That's just a comment section so far as I'm concerned. I mean, sure. It's still opinions, which is what exactly all of it is it's just fucking opinions <laughs> all of it's fucking opinions yes <laughs> there's no fucking difference <laughs> but an internet comment section is a particularly shitty kind of no, opinion well, yeah on a youtube yeah <laughs> but not on steam steam people actually take time to like do like some like crazy review sometimes they're like you know what i just feel like being you know like super technical and it's just like okay shit i'll, I'll, I'll read it and yeah, sometimes it's, it's extremely still, funny like some of the reviews are funny it's like, so, i don't know I, I i quite enjoy some uh, like reading some of the stuff especially like after i've already gone into the game i'm like oh i wonder what people think about this game what people are saying. But but as like an actually a realistic, respective, fair categorization of, of something's quality, that still falls flat to so many problems and more of, of a traditional review buying system. Like like for Star Wars Squadrons, it's uh getting shat on by a lot of Steam user reviews because the characters have like asymmetrical haircuts or, or like gay in the extended backstory lore. Like really really artificial petty bullshit that still uh impacts the the visibility and, and viability of a game on that platform is is what these things are being brought by the ringer when uh their their marketing people rely on the user review score the metric. Only reviews I watch is yours, yours. That's pretty much it. So I know about Star Wars and that's it. Oh that's because they're the only reviews you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's the only ones I watch. Those are the only ones I, I really kind of care about. Like, I, I would say yeah. the only times I watch something is, like, I would say if I'm going to have to get into, a, like, a long-ass game. Um, That's not Persona. I did not watch anything for Persona. Uh, Like, Dragon Quest. I remember asking Liam about it, and he told me, like, about a review. And I was like, let me, let me. Like, an actual positive oh, review. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I wanted yeah. to hear the other Tim side. Tim Rogers' one. Because I wanted to balance understanding because like i don't want the negativity in my head when i'm when i'm really like oh like this is good but this is bad like no i don't want to hear your opinion i want my own like because it like 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 this guy says it just kind of just colors the game for you you can't just enjoy it like you would have like 
if I played Dragon Quest way back before all this stuff, I probably would enjoy it. And I probably wouldn't have stopped playing the demo when I did. Yeah. So the big problem that I noticed happening is that when I would play games, I would be thinking in the back of my head, okay, now what are some of the cons I'm going to have to list? And it's like, no matter how, like nothing's perfect enough to, to avoid that. And it really does impact your, your enjoyment of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used to be there with George. Um, it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. go away until like you stop doing reviews for a few months, maybe like a year. And then when you when you're not quick to record everything you do, that's when that's when you're free. That's when you're free. Because <laughs> no matter how much you're enjoying the thing, you're still like thinking about thinking content about work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thinking about content. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Like. About be, I I know Liam Liam is ready to go, but like that's the thing about uh, content creators that people like. <laughs> I'm actually Liam's looking through the game. I'm looking through all the Game Pass <laughs> oh. games. On, on <laughs> Get ready to play. And, uh, um, no, I thought I thought he was dozing off. I am also dozing off. Hi, I'm Dad. There is a sacrifice to to have to watching your favorite creators. Like eventually, it gets yes. a little yes. bit numb, just a little bit numb. It's but because they cannot take a break. I can take a break from my job. I can take a break from my job and be totally fine and then go through another big project and be totally totally fine. But I take breaks. It it, it it's better. It, it's you feel refreshed. You're done. You got some sleep, you wash your clothes, yeah, yeah, you go, you go on a trip, I don't know, and you come back and you're like, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for like the, the next big thing or whatever." It's it's that's how that's how you want to do it, but when it comes down to YouTube or, I mean, anything, it doesn't even have to be YouTube, any media, and you're the only, you're the, you're the, the main dude, yeah, and you have to be chugging them shits out. It's not like it, it's not like a TV show where you chug them out like in seasons and shit. Like, like the our our favorite fan of the show, John Tron, you know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But see, John Tron's in in a certain position where he's he's just super popular for some fucking reason. <laughs> Sorry, my I, I, my <laughs> I liked his early stuff. He didn't cover himself in glory again last week during the election. So oh, I I I, oh, I just avoid I, him. I, I'm glad I didn't pay attention. Yeah, what, whatever John Tron said during the election was not the tab I had open that I was continually refreshing. Every yeah. fifteen minutes for a three day span. Yeah, that was that was when you were in Japan yeah. as well. Like I remember. I remember. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, we're we're like, we're at the end of another we're at the end of our rope, folks. I'm I'm out of here, boys. Liam Liam is at the end of his energy meter. It's it's so late. <laughs> it's depleted. It's gone. There's no more left. I've been Xboxing all day. I've been riding that next gen wave. Oh yeah. Ride that rave. God, I just just hope they they make new VR console hardware. <laughs> Don't forget to ask for your free PS4 uh your PS5 VR adapter. 
I, 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 I really just, just hope they decide to make a portable Oculus Quest competitor and, and, and compete with that whole Me too. shit show ready to be competed with. Mm, the market should be there. The money should be there. So you don't have to sign up to Facebook. That would be I, I just don't. Yeah, instead. I don't want to. Put Matt out of a job, but. <laughs> I don't want to hack my Oculus if it could be, you know, helped, you know? Yeah, it's such a pain in the such ass. Such a pain in the ass. I'd have to. It's just like the whole revive thing uh, with you know going on the Oculus Store with your vibe. Like it's just like it's a pain in the ass. And an electronic entertainment machine should should make it quick and easy to electronically entertain you yeah, when you it, turn it, it there's, on. There's a reason why people buy consoles. Start pressing and there's buttons. a reason why people buy Macs. Okay, ease of use. And it's the reason why Oculus is popular. Ease of use. But now they're making it fucking complicated. Well, I uh, now don't know how to end the podcast because we're all about ease of use and there's nothing uh, complicated about looking us up on wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We're easy to use. Use us. <laughs> yes. Use us for your ears. <laughs> use us for your ears and whatever the hell else you would use us for. Like, 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 maybe, maybe rub us on a on a sore spot, uh, twice daily, topically. Three dads and three sons, <laughs> ready to be used. Ready, ready to be used and abused. Ready to be used and abused. We're we're we we have uh, services where you can do that, but not any longer. <laughs>